My handle is Jonathan Blade. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, happy October. Happy Halloween season. So Halloween's not really my jam. I like the decorations, I guess, or whatever. I'm not really a celebratory guy in general. And I know that people have Halloween traditions outside of wearing costumes and bobbing for apples or whatever kids do in the modern day. But I don't really like horror movies that much. They're, they're not my jam either. Like, I do enjoy the modern trend of elevated horror where the real horror is uh, psychological. It was inside the house all along. The house is your mind. Uh, I like that. But I find the traditional, like, slasher movies and monster movies to be stupid. They're silly. They're not frightening for me, and usually not terribly interesting for me. Everybody's got a thing. That's not my thing. I'll watch one from time to time, and, you know, if it does the tension well, and if it does the, uh, the spectacle well, then I'll still enjoy it, but it's just, yeah, it's just not my jam. But I still want to talk about something in keeping with the spirit of the season. So I was thinking, because I hadn't seen it in a while, I do watch it at least once a year that I would uh, talk about one of my favorite anime movies from the, I guess this would be the old days for the people out there, not so much for me, Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. So let's rewind it back a little bit. In the early days of anime movies coming to the uh, the U.S. shores as like a, a niche product, uh, there were three big movies that uh, preempted a lot of the other stuff as far as like anime movies go. Uh, one was Fist of the North Star, another one was uh, Gogo 13 The Professional, and then I think actually before both of those was the Vampire Hunter D anime. And this thing was great. The world was interesting, so it's set in like a uh, like a gothic steampunk slash future tech world. It's supposed to be thousands of years after nuclear war, after lots of humanity was wiped out, vampires took over the earth, and their empire was in ascendancy for thousands, maybe tens of thousands of years. But Vampire Hunter D takes place in the, in the waning years of the vampire rule over the earth. Humans have started to strike back, they roam the land as hunters of various kinds of monsters, with the greatest hunters being the hunters that hunt vampires. And the greatest vampire hunter is D, who represents a very specific uh, anime archetype. And he might be the first of his kind, maybe not, I don't know. Like, it exists lots of places, but basically, he is the vampire, dunpeel, dampire, they're, they're known as various names, but uh, basically he's half-human, half-vampire. But his father is the king of the vampires, uh, never directly called Dracula, but inferred to be Dracula. So this is the same archetype as Alucard from the Castlevania games, and really the same archetype as Dante from Devil May Cry. So even though they're half, somehow they're more powerful than the others of their kind, because their uh, lineage is like the king of whatever the thing is and you see that over and over again in uh, an anime and, and probably in some domestic storytelling too because uh, you know there's a lot of crossover culturally at this point so in the 80s they had this vampire hunter d movie 
set up a really cool world. D himself, not terribly interesting. Uh, he's driven by like doing. I guess he's doing penance for vampire kind, so that's why he hunts vampires or something. His father was a an elegant nobleman who um, was sad to see his people fall into uh, savagery and how they ruled over humanity or whatever. And I don't I don't remember all of it, but uh, yeah. Basically, he's a man of few words, and he's driven to uh, wipe out vampires. Even though he knows that humanity is uh, callous and mean-spirited, and they, they kind of hate him because of his lineage. They don't know he's the son of Dracula, but they do know that he's a dampier. They hate vamp- vampires, and they also hate dampiers. So that first movie was really interesting. The world was interesting. Cool stuff happened. Uh, you got some cool enemies, awesome action, kind of cheap. Uh, it was kind of cheap looking. The the creator of Vampire Hunter D was like, uh, you know, hey, great that you guys made an anime, but I don't, I think it looks kind of cheap. So in the 90s, production company Madhouse was like, hey, we want to make a Vampire Hunter D movie uh, to follow up that other one. And the creator of Vampire Hunter D was like, yes, please make something nice. And they did. So in the year 2000, uh, the the movie Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust came out. And Bloodlust is awesome. So if you uh, have Netflix and you like anime, you've probably seen the Castlevania anime. And that's basically got some of the same aesthetic going on. Same tone. It's different because Castlevania takes place in the actual Middle Ages where... Vampire Hunter Deep takes place in like this combination of like gothic middle ages and steampunk and cyberpunk all rolled into one with that gothic aesthetic being the uh, the first thing the primary aesthetic but everything else being in there as well but it's like that Castlevania is it's a series and it's a well-written series it's better in that it is uh, it's better written it's more interesting because it's a series and it's well written but aesthetically it's there's no comparison it looks it looks cheap it looks cheap by comparison and i guess that's because it's a series so you have to spread the money around uh bloodlust lust is beautiful i think it had like a limited theatrical release and so some money went into it and it's it's beautiful it's animated well for action anime uh each frame is lovingly crafted with lots of detail. It's got that madhouse style with their lemur people. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, Madhouse does some weird stuff with their aesthetic with the eyes and kind of how people are shaped too. Just uh, they have a very specific and unique aesthetic, but they combine their aesthetic with uh, Bishonen aesthetic. And Bishonen is like a pretty youth, I think is how that roughly translates. So, like, the vampires have this Bishonen thing going on, but the uh, the people have uh, the madhouse aesthetic where they're kind of ugly. And uh, it's an interesting combination of art styles that somehow works well together. It's, it's very attractive. So, I will say that Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust is not, <clears throat> probably not my favorite anime movie, but it is the one I will watch most often. So if I want to sit, like, oh, I want to see some anime, and I sit down and I watch a piece of anime... It's going to be Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. It moves pretty well, except that third act gets a little... I don't know. So the, the third act is full of action. It's it's action-heavy, and if I'm tired, I'll fall asleep in that third act every time. 
and I'm not sure why uh, pacing or just because I start watching when I'm tired or whatever but uh, yeah every time but with that said I do recommend uh, Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust if you just want to sit down and check out some anime it, it's the world the world of Vampire Hunter D is beautiful and it's creative there's so many interesting things going on uh, in Bloodlust you have as a representation of of power you have Vampire Hunter D himself you have some competing vampire hunters in the form of the Marcus brothers they're humans they're enhanced humans they don't really talk about how they're enhanced in the anime but in the the novel they're they're verbosely enhanced uh, they drive around in basically a locomotive on wheels which is so cool uh, one of their members is like a psychic energy being he's a sickly man who, who can who can manifest the psychic energy being shoots like lasers out of his body there's a another representation of a different power group of mutants who protect vampires like as part of their culture for thousands of years then you have the power of the main antagonist kind of he's not really he's actually the main character because even though the D is the eponymous character D's not very interesting you don't get much from D interacting with D so there are two characters uh, one is Layla who's one of the Marcus brothers She's in that Marcus Brothers group. And the other is Meyer Link, who is the vampire that everybody's chasing. It's just one long chase. Everybody's chasing Meyer Link, trying to stop Meyer Link. Meyer Link has kidnapped this rich family's daughter, or so they think. They're all chasing Meyer Link. Uh, and so you have Meyer Link's motivations to drive the emotional heart of the story. You have Layla's trepidations. Uh, to drive the the heart of the story as well and yeah things just keep moving in a good clip you get to see very interesting aesthetics these various groups of powers doing very interesting things D is awesome still awesome but D is an anti-hero but he's so powerful as an anti-hero he's kind of uh, deus ex machina in his own story kind of like Superman but there's no kryptonite like he has weaknesses and they use some of that to to make him more sympathetic but he doesn't really have any weaknesses like they they pay lip service to his weaknesses but D is as powerful as the moment needs him to be in almost any given moment there's a a real antagonist of the story that we meet in the third act that's really cool her whole uh, Carnilla who is based on a real person and has found her way into all of vampire mythology for some reason. She was a, a European uh, countess who bathed in the blood of virgins to try to maintain her youth. Real person and because what she did was so horrific uh, she's been transferred, transformed into a vampire in the uh, pop cultural mythology. Uh, she's the big bad of the whole story. Knowing this stuff doesn't make it any less interesting. It's it's just a, a thrill ride of spectacle. Spectacle is my jam. And so the Halloween part is just the aesthetic. It's it's super gothic with uh, steampunk stuff uh, and vampires. And some of the Im imagery is, you know, a little bit horrifying. But because everybody has agency, it's not terribly scary. I'm fine with that. Mostly I'm about the spectacle, it moving at a good clip, and it being just beautiful so I wholeheartedly recommend uh, Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust you 
kind of have to see this if you haven't seen it. If you have any interest in anime at all, definitely check out Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. So yeah, boom, my Halloween episode. Oh, and uh, the thing ends with like a, a gothic spaceship. So it's got a spaceship that looks like a, uh, a French cathedral flying into the sky. How can you not love that? Put it on your list. I might talk about another horror movie this month, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Like, uh, what would I talk about? Maybe like some um, some old school J-horror. Something silly, something fun, like uh, Sadako vs. Kayako, which I do have. It's kind of stupid. Like, it's really, really stupid. And, you know, it's something fun to watch just because you're like, like, oh, it's The Ring vs. The Grudge, and that's kind of cool. But it's, it's kind of boring, and, uh, you know, you, you just have the, uh, the interesting factor of, of the two movie monsters fighting each other. <sighs> that means I'd have to watch it again. Maybe. We'll see. I, I think that's my episode. If you'd like to talk to me about Bloodlust, you can hit me up on Twitter at JankyOldBrokeHoboSpiderMan at JonathanBlade. Alright? So we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening.